Friday with Burns and Gambo. Presented by 72 Sold. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. All right, so the NFL's regular season wraps up on Sunday for the Cardinals. Thank God. <laughs> Seriously, can't watch another game. <laughs> well... You're not, you're not I'm wrong. serious. I can't watch it's, one more game after this season. It's been a long season. There's no doubt about that. And it's going to end in San Francisco against the 49ers, who no doubt have an entirely different perspective on this season and how excited they are to see it continue. And joining us right now on the Arizona Sports Line, show host from KNBR Radio, along with Tom Tolbert, Adam Copeland, our guest here on the Burns and Gambo Show. Uh, the Burns and Gambo Show. Adam, welcome back to the program. We appreciate it, man. How you doing today? Oh, good to have you guys on it. It was funny, though, and, and funny to hear you guys joke about the, uh, the season coming to an end because I think every NFL team and every MLB team and NBA team has those years where you're like, God, dude, mercifully, it's coming to an end. But I got a kick out of, uh, out of your producer, Mitch, texting me and, and asking if I could come on to talk some football, but also that we're already looking ahead to baseball going, hey, let's get some Longoria talk in. And oh, 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 baseball hey. chatter is always good by me. Adam, there, there's no question. Part of the reason why we booked you is because we've got Evan Longoria in our back pocket to be able to talk about in case, <laughs> in, in case we've got a couple of questions about the 49ers and then you know let's talk about Longoria instead let's talk about that but let's let's start with this Niners game and, and from your perspective and from the 49ers perspective how knowing that they can still get the number one seed knowing that it's going to require to have kind of one eyeball on the Eagles and the Giants what are your expectations and what's been said about how the Niners are going to approach this game on Sunday against the Cards? I, I'm a big fan of the bird in the hand. You know what I mean? I mean, they've got to be pretty happy, and, and I know they are, that they're in the two spot right now, that if they had to go to Minnesota, uh, that would have been a game where I think the 49ers could still go on the road and be favored in that matchup. But they'd much rather get to play games at home, uh, get to sleep in their own beds, do it in this time zone, and feel comfortable with that. In terms of, of their chances at getting the one seed, I mean, I, I feel like it's pretty slim. It feels like this should be a pretty handled win against Arizona. That, that game is going to be early enough where they're paying attention to what's happening with the uh, – uh, the Giants game as they're playing football as well because they kick off at, at 125 local time here in the Bay Area. But, I mean, I, you know, it's so funny. Brian Dable's like, uh, yeah, we're going to play all our guys this week, and you see it's a 14-point spread. Like, I don't think anybody's <laughs> expecting them to put up a fight against the Eagles. The Eagles have something to play for here. Jalen Hurts uh, has been practicing with the first team, according to receiver A.J. Brown. It looks like he should be ready to go. So I think the Eagles are looking at this like sort of a brush-up game, a game that they need to get their ones out there, get some work in for them, knock some of that rust off for Jalen hurts and then maybe take that bye week and get ready for what could happen in the divisional round but as far as anticipation goes i'm expecting the niners to go into the playoffs as the two seed next week yeah i think so i i i think they're the favorites to win in the nfc i i I think they could beat philly even in philadelphia uh but the thing we're looking at here is the cardinals and draft position i would imagine the 49ers go out there and keep their eye on that other game but do you see any scenario in which the 49ers decide to start resting guys and maybe take their foot off the pedal in this game we, uh, I actually talked to Kyle Shanahan about this yesterday on our show, uh, you know, the, the rest versus rust thing. And I think if you had a guy like Jimmy Garoppolo who was still starting, you could say, hey, let's, let's sort of play it by ear. Let's get him out there for a half, maybe three quarters, see how things go. You want guys to get out there, and, and everybody understands what football shape means relative to being in, in regular shape. And so if they had been sort of callous to this point and, 
felt pretty good about where they were. And some of the big-name guys, your Nick Bo says, uh, we'll see what happens with some of the defensive players. I saw Eric Armstead didn't practice today, and Kyle Shanahan's going to meet with the media here uh, in just a few minutes, so we'll find out what his status is. But for the, the guys who are vets and who are nicked up and banged up, I think because you've made these deep runs into the playoffs in the last few years, you're careful with them. As far as Brock Purdy goes, I think I want to see, and, and I think most people want to see, and it seems like this is where Kyle is leaning, is that they, they think he needs to play. He needs the reps. He's still a rookie. This will be his fifth NFL start, which is unbelievable. It's been maybe the best story in all of football for 2022. Mr. Irrelevant leading a team to the playoffs, to a division title on the road in Seattle, and now potentially being a team, like you said, that could, uh, could take down the NFC crown. So I don't know if they'll get to a spot where they're going to rest anybody. Some of the bigger name guys may come out of the game early, but I'd expect most guys to play because, like you said, they do still have a shot. And for all we know, the Eagles come out and they lay an egg and the Giants run away with it for some, some strange reason. Weirder things have happened in football. So uh, I, I think they start with the starters. I'd expect Brock Purdy to play most of the entire game unless it gets really out of hand, and in which any case you'd see the starters sit down. Adam Copeland from KNBR, our guest here on the Burns and Gamble Show, talking 49ers and Cardinals uh, coming up this weekend. The Brock Purdy story is, I mean, it feels Kurt Warner-esque, the way yeah. this is evolved and that the similarities are, are so stark that, that it, it's hard not to talk about it. What is the belief in the Bay Area that the 49ers can win it all with Brock Purdy, a quarterback. Well, it's funny. So I grew up here. I've been a Niner fan my whole life. My mom was a season ticket holder throughout the 80s and the 90s, and we had him when I was a kid. And, and I've never been a, a, a believer in, in going to Super Bowls and losing. And then come my lifetime, they've, they've been to three. They won in 94, and they've lost the last two. And so you're from a fan base here, and you've got a fan base. Steve Young said it years ago when Colin Kaepernick went to the Super Bowl. It's a fan base that thinks it's okay to lose NFC Championship games. It's not okay to lose Super Bowls. But now it's a fan base that's lost a couple, and there are expectations here. This is not uh, – an organization or a fan base that is used to going all the way and losing that uh, that Super Bowl matchup. And so, for me, my belief is they're good enough to get there. What you're asking Brock Purdy to do, though, is something nobody has ever done before. I'm with you 100% on the Kurt Warner uh, uh, comparison, but it's more of a comparison based on what the achievement has been to this point, less so than it's about what their skill sets are. Because while Brock Purdy is a, is a talented player, and I think he surprised a lot of us with some of the skill sets, he's working with some of the best offensive weapons in all of football. You'd be hard-pressed to find any offense that has as many uh, all-pro caliber or Pro Bowl caliber weapons that Brock Purdy has, but he doesn't have the big arm the way Kurt Warner did. Kurt Warner was out there airing it out for 350 yards a game in that offense, and they just found a guy that made that thing click with that greatest show on turf, and then we saw what he did again, making 3,000-yard receivers in Arizona. Hell, Steve Breston was a 1,000-yard receiver when he was out there with you guys and, and going to a Super Bowl. So I think those comps are good, but you're asking a, a rookie quarterback here to go out and win at least least three playoff games as the two seed to get you to the Super Bowl. No rookie's ever done that. The only two guys who have ever won two playoff games started from week one. That was Mark Sanchez did it, and I believe Joe Flacco did it, and both those guys fell short in the uh, in the AFC Championship. So we'll see what happens. It's a fun story, but I, I still have that, that rookie quarterback thing in the back of my head that no matter what we see, we just don't know what's going to happen in every situation. Yeah, and, and, you know, I grew up in New York, and I was a, you know, I'm was a Giants fan. I remember yeah. you know, with, with Sims, they won one, and when Sims got hurt, they 
did one one with Hostetler. They never had great oh, wide dude, receivers. Wanna, come on, we got to go Hostetler now. Hostetler, Hostetler, like Jeff Hostetler. We had <laughs> Phil McConkey was like our Phil McConkey was like our best receiver. We didn't have any receivers. <laughs> Look, it was you could win with a great defense and a good running game. And I think San Francisco, I think that they could prove that. I think I think they get to the Super Bowl. I really do because I think their defense is great, and I think they can run the football, and they've got those weapons. And you know, we're adding McCaffrey getting. You know, the game's changed now. Do you throw the ball to the running back a hell of a lot more, which is kind of like a running play? So I just, I do. I think you know, outside of the quarterback, I mean, I, I, I think they're more talented than these other teams with, you know, with their ability to run the football, with their ability to play great defense. You, you make a great point in that, and I think everybody has seen that now that the 49ers, I saw a note the other day that I think Sam Howell's going to start this week for the uh, the Washington Commanders. Yep. He'll be the 65th different starting quarterback in the NFL this year, which is the most in the history of the NFL in any one season with the exception of 1987, which was that strike year. And I think what it's showing us now is, you're right, a lot of teams are trying to create this system and have these, these offenses where you can plug and play guys. And while we see that at different positions, the quarterback is the constant, I think, in NFL history where you, you pull that starting quarterback quarterback out, you're kind of rolling the dice on whatever happens with that backup guy, no matter how good the weapons around him are. And we see that now, especially in terms of fantasy and gambling and how much we're paying attention to individual stats. But the Niners have done that. They've proven that their offense is not focused around the quarterback winning. I think like franchise quarterbacks, like the, the Patriots right now have eight wins, right? You figure if they've got Tom Brady, he makes up at least four wins. I, I feel like franchise quarterbacks make up four wins a season or need to make up about four wins a year. The Niners don't need that. They haven't needed that. They're on their third quarterback, the last pick of the draft, and the offense is humming as good as it has all year. Uh, let, let's talk about the Giants, that potent lineup with Correa yeah. and with Correa and Aaron Judge in the lineup now. I mean, 3-4 oh. in that lineup. I mean, you guys are going to be so dang... Oh, wait. They didn't get either one of them. Oh. Somebody woke up in a uh. surly mood today. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Well, the, Dude, it is, uh, it is so funny. because I'm, I'm, like, That's my first and foremost. I told you I grew up in the Bay Area. The Giants are my absolute favorite thing in the world. I love baseball. I love San Francisco Giants baseball. So this was going to be kind of a new concept for, for Giants fans going back to 1993 when they made that or 92, really, late 92, when they made the signing of Barry Bonds for the 93 season. So to miss out on Aaron Judge was, was heartbreaking for fans. But as a, like, like as a fan or as a fan base, I understood what Aaron Judge would have meant in terms of butts and seats and ticket sales and jersey sales. And I understand the business side of it. As a baseball guy, I thought Carlos Correa is the far better guy and the far better player to build around. He's younger. His bat uh, plays to all fields. He's a gold glove caliber player. He can move to third base at some point if you need him to. Aaron Judge, a guy that big, I just at the back end of the contract, the years may not work out that well. But uh, to your point, I guess it, I guess it doesn't really matter what I think they didn't end up with either of them. So uh, it has been a headache of an offseason for Giants fans, for sure. Nobody leave us with this. Adam Copeland from KNBR in the Bay Area. They'll leave us with this about Evan Longoria. The uh, press conference was held today. He signs the one-year deal. It had long been in the rumored mill that this was going to happen. It did. Uh, no one's expecting a lot, but tell us what we're getting in Evan Longoria. Well, here's the thing. I, you know, you're not going to get the, the player that was, you know, sort of on his way to a Hall of Fame caliber career. And he'll be on the ballot. I mean, this is a guy with 300 plus home runs at third base. This is a, a plus player for his generation. He's a really, really, really good guy. And I know fans, that doesn't mean a whole lot sometimes. You're looking for, for guys who are going to impact the team. In baseball, I feel like more than any other sport, you guys know, being around players and clubhouses, guys who are with each other every single day from February to October, sometimes through October, you need those clubhouse gel guys, blue guys. And for 
a Giants team that was big time in transition during the entire five-year run that Longoria was here. He was was an absolute constant in that sort of mindset. And, and you got to think about this. This is a guy who left his family in Tampa. He signed a five-year or six-year contract extension, thought he was going to finish his career as a Ray, and he gets traded across the country. He wasn't with his family for the last five years. I don't know if they'll be moving with him out to Arizona, but they were staying out in Tampa, so he was away from his family and was still having this positive impact. So this is the type of guy who, despite the Diamondbacks are in, and I wholeheartedly believe that they are built right now as the third best team in the division. They've got good pitching. They've got good young athletic talent that started to make its uh, debut last year. You've got established players that have been there for a while. Uh, you get a guy like that in a clubhouse that is, that is in transition and ready to make that next step. He's the perfect type of veteran to have. Plus, he's a pro. I mean, a guy who doesn't need to play every day, who can DH, who hammers left-handed pitching. This is the guy that you want on a team that, that could be dangerous in the West and I think is definitely a threat to make a, a wild-card playoff push this year. Adam, we appreciate the time as always. Thank you for coming on. We'll welcome you back anytime, okay? Thanks, Carlos. Got it. Thanks, Adam. Adam Copeland from KNBR, our guest here on the Burns and Gambo Show.